This week's podcast brought to you by Knackered Tires. The other night, uh, our youngest was in our room. You were not in our room, and she asked me um, quite seriously who bought the nightstands in our room. Was it mom? And I said, probably. I might have been with her, and, and we got the dressers at the same time. It's all part of a set. And she said, and the bedspread, well, we've had that for a while, but probably mom and the lamp on the dresser. Yeah, I like that lamp. What about it? She said, so when you guys got all this furniture, were you just going for a brown thing? Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane We were running around Connecticut this past weekend because we had a couple kids playing in local AAU tournaments, which means um, a couple of things. But one of the things it means is that we go through a number of drive throughs And so I want to share with you. I don't think you were with me for either of these two of my drive-through experiences. Drives through. Drives through. Um, the first was um, going through a Duncan, and this was not the Duncan where the lady yelled at me for not feeding our family. Um, but uh, pulled up to the window to to retrieve my order, and the woman just looked at me and said, "You're Rebecca Lobo," and I just smiled and nodded, and she said, "I grew up in the '90s." Like, so of course I know who you are. I grew up in the 90s. I used to watch you play, which was sweet. But I like when people, because of course they don't know what to say, but tell me, like. Pinpoint you as if as if you're a pair of bell-bottom jeans right. or. I fit a certain era. You're a signifier of a, of a fad that happened in a specific yes. decade. Like, you're Rebecca Lobo. I too wore parachute pants or I had Jordache jeans or I guess that's a little early. That would have been middle school me, but um Anyway, that was one of the experiences. And your and, response was? Yeah, why, yes, I am. I, too, grew up in the 90s. I, I grew more up in the 80s. I but, can confirm that I am, in fact, me. Yes. Um, but the, the other one, which may have been my favorite, um, pulling into a drive through I was in the car. You were not in the car. Um, I think it was, might have just been, no, I think it was me and um, our daughter and son. So it must have been after our son's game. And I haven't yet gotten up to where you place the order, so I'm approaching. But there's nobody else in the drive-thru except for two boys who were about, I'm going to guess, 14 because they looked 12. And in our warped world of size of children, I usually should add a couple of years, who were doing wheelies on their dirt bikes riding at me. So... I pull in, so I'm going through sort of the meat of the parking lot before I get to the drive-through area. You know what I'm talking about, Diagonally, right? I assume. What's that? Diagonally no, no, across they're coming, spaces. No, no. These boys are coming straight at me. One of them gets no, out of his, what? I was suggesting you're not driving diagonally across the parking lot or anything. You're no, right. no, no. I'm like driving. You know how drive-throughs are. I don't know if yes. it, it was a fast food one. Do I know how drive-throughs well, are? You know what I mean. So some of them, you drive like through, and there's parking on both sides in the in the restaurant is to in this case it was to my left so i'm driving 
two boys coming out of me. One sees me in, in the black minivan, gets out of his wheelie, and goes around me. I kid you not. I wish I had um, you know, access to and could have picked up my phone and taken video of this. The other boy stays in his wheelie, comes straight at me, so I just stop, and then like gets to the front. I thought he was going to run into the front of the car because he's not really looking ahead. He's so concentrating on keeping his wheelie going. And then he like... In, still in his wheelie, he, like, at the last second, went around to the driver's side and went by. And I was just like, this is unbelievable. These like, this kid had no care in the world. Like, he was fortunate it was me because if I had not just completely stopped, if I had even gone a couple miles an hour, that kid was going to face plant into the grill of the Honda minivan. Um, it was just unbelievable. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. When you switch perspectives and now you're the kid doing the wheelie and his buddy and you're telling this story later, this lady kept driving directly at me. This old lady from the 90s kept right. driving directly at me <laughs> in no, a van. 100%. And, and, uh, using up all the fossil and fuels. And I was, I, was, uh, I was setting a record for, for you know, a 100-yard wheel, uh, wheelie or whatever it would have been. I mean... This kid, I, and I, I started to do play-by-play to our son. Who, I think it was our son who was sitting in the front seat. I said, look at this kid. Look at this kid in his wheelie. He's coming right at me. Look at this kid. Look at this bozo. He's not stopping. It was, I, I said, so wish I had a video of it. Look at how long this kid's wheelie has, he's been, He's this is the longest wheelie ever. This, yeah. I, I should have been just in, uh, I should have put my window down, not yelled or anything at the kid, just said, that was an impressive wheelie. You talk about a 90s phenomenon. Here's a kid on a dirt bike doing wheelies in the, in in like the fast food parking lot. In like downtown New Haven. I mean, that's no. great. No, it, that, I do, I do applaud the boy for being on the bike. Although I have to say, these two kids look like they may have been up to some mischief. Well, of course they were. <laughs> and and they probably should have been. I just have to be happy that the mischief did not involve running into the car. Although I wonder if they, who knows, maybe they were, they had just dropped a, uh, fire extinguisher after having wheeled wheelied through the the drive through and that's uh, what i'm saying they they were up to relatively harmless mischief yes on a pair of stolen bikes <laughs> oh it was uh it was a good wheelie i'll give him that it was a good wheelie well i, I applaud i applaud kids riding bikes in 2023 especially in fast food parking lots it, it harkens back to my time growing up not in the 90s Yes. I was with you in a couple of drive throughs this weekend. That's how often we dine. Uh, not quite al fresco. Um, well, and it's not always dining. Often it's and it's it's I not s- ever dining. It's 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 pounding a burger into your maw. No, but often it's just behind getting, the wheel. It's getting a beverage. Um, you know, like th- this weekend, our youngest played in her first AAU game ever. And I was explaining, you and I brought her, and I was explaining to her after as we were, that, I think that was one of the times we were at the Dunkin' drive through and she was getting something to drink. She didn't want anything to eat, just getting something to drink. I said, this is, you know, part of the fun of AAU is, it's, you know, it's more fun when it's you and your teammates who go out and get something to eat between games. I said, but also, like, the car ride with mom and dad, although this made me, me, totally projecting this part of the fun for me, but not for her. It's the and, only fun. And going through the drive through and getting a lemonade or, or whatever it was, um, but anyway. although, although we enjoyed bringing our uh, tailgating chairs into the gym and watching the kids play behind chicken wire 
or netting, netting. or whatever it was. We'll get to that later. But. No, no, but there's no need to get to it. It's, it's just that's the AAU experience. But no, what I was going to say was I was I now remember being with you in a couple of drive-throughs because at one of them you just you looked at me. You were driving. You, I think we've talked about this here. Hate ordering at drive-throughs. You hate it. I, but that's by now. I, like I don't know that, that. if that's where you're going with this. Well, no, but. we didn't. We didn't switch seats as we pulled into the no. drive-through. But you were driving, and yes. or maybe I was driving. No, I don't no, remember. I, I just driving. know that the disembodied voice uh, at the drive-through window said, uh, "Are you a McDonald's member?" And you no, just are you a McDonald's rewards member? A McDonald's rewards member. Yes. Are you part of our Platinum Arches yes. Club? Yeah. And you just turned to me and did a, a slow. Uh, silent, comedic take as to, as if to say, how am I supposed to reply to that? Are you eligible for pre-boarding? Well, actually, because they said, are you a McDonald's rewards member? It was a female voice. And I said, no. And as soon as I said no, then a male voice said, can I take your order? And um, actually, that reminds me, it was that same McDonald's where the boys were wheeling, wheeling at me. Because when I pulled up, the woman, it, so it's... Uh, it became clear to me it's a recorded women woman's voice that they have to just play because all of a sudden you hear a woman say "r" and then the guy cut her off. Can, can I help you? And oh I really? Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they didn't even he didn't even let her let the little recorded voice finish. So I'm guessing that's what it is because who wants to say "are you a rewards member" to every customer? So they must have a, a recorded thing that comes on before you place your order. But yeah, why? Like, what does that mean? You get, are you a member of our Million Milkshake Club or something? Right. Like, what are what are the rewards to being a McDonald's more rewards Ma- member? More McDonald's, I assume. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, you're flying. You might get a chance to be upgraded if you're if you're a rewards member. Or I guess there's a rewards to everything nowadays. I just that's my first experience at a fast food place where they asked if we were uh, a member of their exclusive club. And then I was with you at a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, and you tried to hard sell me on, just try, just try the um, the egg sandwich on a... Bacon, egg, and a, cheese on English muffin. It's good. Bacon, egg, and cheese on an on a English muffin. And I said, well, I, I don't want the English muffin. I like the bacon, egg, and cheese, but can I get it on something else? And you said you can get it on a croissant. I did. So, so I said, that's what I would like. So that's what I ordered for you. And they said, we're all out of, we're all out of croissants. You know, it was beautiful because, as, as we've talked about here before, you're you're just a bad luck man. And uh, so I said, I'd like a bacon, egg, and cheese on an English muffin. That was for me. And then, okay. And then I'd like a bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. And they said, we're out of croissants. And it was just so just perfect. It, it looks like we're all another out of- illustration of our luck. And so I got you on an English muffin, wasn't it? It was yummy, though, wasn't it? It was good. We, I mean, we were both really hungry. We were having a breakfast at this point at like one in the afternoon. It, so. made, it made me think of um, Johnny Carson uh, monologue from the late 80s when the Soviet Union was falling, maybe the early 90s, just before he went off the air. But um, the, uh, you know, the former Soviet Union was now getting things like McDonald's. And and Johnny was talking about the difference. You know, the, the, there was a slight difference between... Um, the, you know, the Soviet version and the U.S. version. He said, uh, for instance, their Thomas English muffins, they they only have nooks, no crannies. <laughs> oh, 
I, 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 we may have talked about this before, but have you ever had this experience? I can remember going overseas to play basketball. Um, so this would have been mid to late 90s, maybe early 2000s with a WNBA team. And one of the joys um, for many of my teammates and me was that uh, they had the old version, McDonald's did, of the apple pie. You remember it used to be this yeah. delicious apple pie? Volcanic. Like volcanic and, and just crusty on the outside because of fried golden deliciousness. You had and, to have those those uh, uh, fireplace uh, calipers, yes. remove them from the oven, and you had to yes. eat them with uh, and salad And even when tongs. you thought it was safe to take a bite because the outside had cooled down. But they were delicious. And for whatever reason, um, I'm sure to be less full of grease and heat. Well, it was because because – People bit into them and, Lawsuits. and their tongues dissolved. They, they went more to like the different kind of crust on the outside. It was no no longer in its deep fried glory. But overseas, they still had the old apple pies. And I, you just picture like, and I think this was with a WNBA team, you know, 11 world-class athletes. And they're all like, yes, they've got the old apple pies. Everyone excited That's about that. That's because it, it was a l- less litigious countries yeah. still had had those that's you know there was that famous mcdonald's lawsuit of the hot somebody spilled right. hot coffee, coffee in their lap um that reminds me that i really am now craving a hostess apple pie you know the cold kind yeah those were yummy too Do they still i don't see those anymore i don't know i'm sure they still sell them when i was a kid on occasion we would um we, after school instead of getting on the bus and going home we could walk we'd get our parents' permission to walk to the center of town, and that's when we would, that's the only time I ever would get one of those hostess pies. I You'd couldn't stand any other flavor. Or, see, I liked blueberry, but you don't like blueberry pie. Or cherry. Yeah, no, I never liked the uh, the cherry pie either, but um, that's when we, there are certain things like that. I'm sure it's because my mom would never let us get them in her presence. Yeah, I, so I, I can't imagine any blueberries, cherries, or actual apples were were harmed in the making of yes, those pies. True. But man, those things were uh, those things were yummy. You mentioned the tailgating chairs, so we we went to this one facility um, to watch our daughter play, and it's uh, and you see this a lot actually. There's like three courts side by side, and so in between the courts they have netting, and on at the baseline of the courts they have netting so that the ball doesn't go over to the other court in a former warehouse with loading do- you know yeah they convert a lot of these industrial places into gyms yeah and these places are great like i wish we had one a little closer to us just because we our kids play over the over the years have played so much basketball um but like it gives you a weird kind of vertigo when you are watching through the netting and so that on the baseline on one of these courts, there were these metal bleachers and areas for, for people to watch. But there was nobody playing on the middle court. So you and I brought our chairs over to the very opposite end and like on the side of the court. And it was a place where the netting was droopy, droopy netting. Um, so we could see over see over it and um, and not get vertigo. But we must have looked like, like two what? Because we were everybody Aloof. else. Everybody else is sitting. We were, we were, uh, except for the chairs, we were literally standoffish. So we, yes. we were exactly as we appeared to be. Yes. So everybody, all the parents of both teams that were playing are on that baseline. And then there's just you and me. First, we were standing over on that other side. But then um, the second day, I, I didn't have you. I was by myself. So it looked even even more obnoxious. Well, well, the I was just sitting it, over there in my soccer rocker by the, myself watching. The beauty of it is with some kids... Uh, 
came over to, you know, get their shirt signed or to urged on by their parents who grew up in the 90s to uh, take right. a selfie or something. And so they had to file into this cage of your own making right. to uh, I was to in do a that. Giant cage. So right. so you were you were on display in a zoo, essentially, and uh, it it seemed appropriate. After you should travel with your own like carnival dunk tank or plexiglass uh, box, and then uh, people can file by and and point at yes. or take a picture through the through the plexiglass or maybe even toss some peanuts into you, whatever. Yeah, watch every, or actually just throw a bacon, egg, and cheese at me. It's time for the feeding. Um, but anyway, I'm sure, and I don't, I don't, I'm at the age now, I don't even care what it looks like. Like when I was younger, I would have probably said to parents, like, oh, the reason we're sitting over there is because the netting is droopy and I don't get vertigo watching this, this time. I don't even, I don't even care. <laughs> well, you know, the older you get, the, the, the netting it gets droopy. The, the, the netting gets droopy. Early this morning, um, left the house at like 5.30 in the morning with our oldest daughter. She was home for the weekend. She's got a couple finals left this week, and then she'll be back um, after the after the after her spring semester ends. But she was home for the weekend, and so we left at 5.30 in the morning to bring her to the, the train station so she could catch the train back to school. And... Uh, so we get there, and it's one that doesn't really have a, it just has a platform, not um, a real, like, station building, I guess. And uh, so we hung out in the car for a while, and then she said, I'm going to get out of the car now. I said, all right, I'll go stand with you, at, at, you know, at, up on the platform. There's a few other people there because it's early in the morning, and train comes. And uh, she's like, all right, gives me a hug. See ya. And then she just walks away and doesn't look back, gets on the train. I took a quick picture to send to you. And uh, you pointed out that, what, just over a year ago, she took the train for the first time into New York City to meet up with your sister and her cousin. They were going and to see Hamilton, and she, I put, took her down to the station in Hartford, walked up to the platform with her, saw her onto the train. She was kind of in a panic of finding nervous. a seat, and she had yeah. and, and, um, called or texted from the train before her taken off, sent me a million pictures from the train and was updating me on passenger behavior and her progress to New York. Um, had some difficulty finding my sister at Penn Station, which is a confusing... So was uh, FaceTiming uh, and, and a horrible, little bit of a... Yeah. low-ceilinged uh, dump. But uh, but she, she eventually... She eventually um, met up with my sister and she's taken what 50 trains in the in the year since yeah because often sometimes she has to get on the train to get go into manhattan to take a class there well or, i'm just talking about to and from or to and new from york yeah but within the city she's always on a train yeah but it's just like in just over a year it's a completely different experience for this human being to sure. get on a train um, but you also can't stand on a train platform or at a train station and not feel like you're in a, and watch a loved one depart and not feel like you're in some 1940s or 50s movie. Well, you know, it's such yeah. a cinematic um, thing. I imagine it's what like it would, it's what it would have been like to see somebody off on a ship when they're waving hankies at each other. But this is this is the closest time machine that we have in this stretch of train too, because there was a um, there was a day, and I think you may have been traveling. 
our youngest daughter was still uh, like in a car seat carrier. She was an infant. And, um, and our three others, our oldest three had never been on a train. And, and, and just, I think it was a spring day, just looking for something to do. And uh, we had a, a babysitter helping that day. And um, so I got train tickets for a station that's 20 minutes from our house. The babysitter dropped us off. She kept the infant, dropped me and the three oldest kids off. And we got on the train, the Amtrak train, and took it for, I don't know if it's a 15 or 20 minute ride <clears throat> to Hartford where our babysitter dro- drove the minivan to then pick us up. And it was- Did but, she race it like a- <laughs> I don't know. You saw the but, dirt flying up on the side of the road, as, at the side of the tracks. As the, the tickets were like a couple of bucks. They were insignificant. So I was like, you know what? This is a lot cheaper than doing a lot of other things we could be doing as like the big excursion of the day. And uh, and it was, and we went- we got on the, the train station um, before the one that our daughter got on today, but we went by that one. So I had that memory, too, because I was saying to her when we were parking the car, I said, were you with us um, when we did the train ride when you guys were little? And uh, she's like, yeah, I was I was on that train. Um, and uh, anyway, so the, it's like it's in a blink of an eye. I've gone from. All right, let's let's do something fun today with three really little people. Um, doing a train ride together to, all right, good luck on your last couple of finals. And their experience of trains at that age is Thomas the Tank Engine and the train table of the basement and, and a, a, yeah. a locomotive sending up a puff of I'm guessing black that's smoke. probably the, the impetus for it. I'm Because there was a stretch where our son loved playing with train tables, loved it. And I'm guessing it's probably right when he was around that age and we're like, all right, let's 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 get you on a train. And then you get on, on the Metro North commuter train, the, the 418 to New Rochelle, and it's a completely different experience. <laughs> completely different experience. Yeah, I think originally I was going to drive to the train station and we'd take the train and then, you know, take the train back. Um but it was it then required like a three-hour wait or something, that time we couldn't kill in downtown Hartford. So we didn't end up doing the return portion But I imagine of many of our viewers have no experience where they live. I mean, they have experienced riding on a train, but have much less um, need for cause to or opportunity to ride trains on a regular basis. That's true. And is it? The, is, the the northeast corridor, as they call it here, right. Amtrak is. Is Amtrak just a northeast thing, or are no, 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 no. It goes across the country. In fact, we but, should but take like it sometime. Like the Amtrak but, brand, I guess. That's, yeah, it's, that's a, it's the rest it's, of the country as well. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That the AM is stands for America. America. Okay. Oh, don't look at me like that. I I didn't know. I, that. I'm looking at you the way you looked at me when when uh, they asked if you're a member of the McDonald's Rewards Program. <laughs> Because, like, I know you can take a train from MSP to downtown Minneapolis, for example, but I don't think it's an Amtrak. Or when I've been no, in it, Chicago. It, it is, uh, it is, that's light, light rail. rail. Yes. Is that what it is? And also, Ch- also, the train from Terminal 1 to Terminal 3 is not Amtrak. Well, I'm aware of that. But what about, like, Chicago when they're between yes, yes you, They have great names, you and, know, the, the, so that's cons- the that's, Skyliner. The, that's the, light rail? No, no. When you take the train from O'Hare to to downtown Chicago, that's yeah. I think the CTA, the, the the Chicago Transit Authority, the the like the subway in New York City. So like sort of like the Metro North would be, or or the subway would be. No, no. Like the subway, the subway is the, the subway is the subway. Then right, Metro North is the commuter rail to the to the suburbs right. and beyond to New Haven and right. so Long really Island Railroad goes to Long Island. 
New Jersey Transit goes to goes to New Jersey. But so in Chicago, would that be more? Would that be similar to the um, to the Metro North? What, would what the, be? between they, O'Hare they, and downtown? Both. O'Hare and downtown, I believe, is just the is just the 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 CTA the the, the L the the subway. Honestly, you're looking at me in a way like I can be forgiven for asking these questions. No, no, I'm of not, course I'm you not, can. I'm, 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 I'm not. Compl- I, I never lived in Chicago. I'm, I'm, I've never I'm, taken I'm, a train in Chicago. I've never taken I'm the light only rail. Look- in Minneapolis, I, I've never. I've I'm nev- curious. I've never lived in Paris, but I've heard of the metro, and I've heard of the tube in London, and I've taken it. I'm just saying that that's what's that's what's interesting to me is you've you so you've, so if so if I'm in so where would I take an Amtrak if I'm in you could take an Amtrak Chicago from Chicago to, to Los Angeles, okay, or to uh, across. I mean, there are some incredible train rides that you know they've got like a. Car observation car. We can see the night sky. So I don't know. Maybe I've only I've only read these 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 uh, travel stories about taking the train across the U.S. and when I've taken the train, like if I've taken the train to or taken public transportation from Hartford to New York City, which I've done, I take the Amtrak. So that's why in my brain it does take you like to the city. Someday when when we're retired, this is code for this is never going to happen. We will board. An Amtrak. The we part or the retired part? Probably both. <laughs> we'll board, or or this maybe 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 this will happen. We'll board an Amtrak in in New York, and um, we'll get a sleeper car. Someone on the train will be murdered, um, you know, during the trip, and it'll become a great mystery, the subject of nine hundred different movies. And or you'll or like are you are you saying for real someone will get mur- murdered, or we're going to be on a mystery train? What are you saying? The, Orient Express, strangers right. on a train, strangers on right. a train, they conspire to a murder. Um, North by Northwest, there's so many mov- movies. I loved North by the Northwest, by the way. You did? I did. Not enough to watch it more than once, but I enjoyed it when I watched it the one the, the, time. I, 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 it's, it's a great movie. The, the um, Mount Rushmore scene at the end in front of the fake, in front of and on the fake Mount Rushmore is can be somewhat uh, comical in... Yeah hindsight but it's 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 cool Cary Grant man um but uh, I don't forget what we're talking about I'm not I'm not looking at you in any way other than you the said way someday I look. when we are retired oh well we'll take an Amtrak you know coast to coast you think you'll oh, we're like oh, we're like a the, 1950s suit and a fedora you think you'll comment on the driving while we're on an Amtrak as much as you do when we're on a, the actual road the fun thing about Amtrak from Hartford to Penn Station is you go along certain like parts of the track, and there's just you know you want to know the origin story of the trash that has been left yeah. down there. The, oh, there's a there's a there's an intact toilet. There's a you know there's a dozen basketballs. I mean, it is some weird stuff. Weird stuff, and also some of the places where you see graffiti that looks like it would be impossible to get there. Or did they stand on a ladder? How did they how did they manage? spray painting that particular area well when we when we were just the other day we were driving uh past the um connecticut the the science museum science center whatever Mm -hmm. that place is called next to the convention center downtown harvard on 91 and our youngest said oh there's a science center and you, you can look up to the top of that beautiful building and the kids have been there many times on field trips or just on their own and you look down and see what was to the other side of our car, which was this wall of graffiti along the mm-hmm. along the freeway, and I said, "You've been up there." And you looked, looked down. She said, "Oh yeah, I looked down. I, I remember seeing that you know wall of graffiti." 
and we, we were speculating how do they you know how do they get there how do they do it you know avoiding traffic and I said to her um, if you were to you know tag a wall like that not that I'm suggesting you do what would you what would you spray and quite deviously but I kind of applauded it she said naming her one of her best friends, friends she was said in the she car, said right? she wasn't in the car uh, was she in the car maybe yeah, she we was in the car her home, yeah. oh yes she said i'd write emmy was here <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we get to viewer mail yeah let's get to viewer mail i'm hefting the viewer mail bag um, you're the, hefting i'm hefting i'm i'm the 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 canvas sack that arrives mm-hmm. weekly mm-hmm. filled with cards and letters postcards and and letters. Sometimes uh, trinkets. It's lighter than usual. And coffee. By the way, I'm drinking different coffee today. I'm drinking coffee that was sent to us by Dan DeWert. Dan, the coffee is delicious. Thank you. Did we name the coffee? I don't remember what it's called. Well, I remember what it's called. He says, having hit pause on the recorder, run upstairs and exactly. grab the coffee. What's it called? It's called Stone Creek Coffee. Stone Creek Coffee. I, I, I ground up some this morning and... Um, I'm drinking it now. It's very tasty. Thank you very Three much, Three Volcanoes Dan. Dark Guatemala. It's very, what, it's very that's good. That's what you're drinking. Some chocolate but, undertones. But Dan, Dan also sent, and this is not like some paid endorsement or anything. It's just coffee that he sent us in the, in the mail. Uh, a can of it as well. A bag, but also a can. Like I an love, old school coffee can. I love can the can. With, uh, with the Milwaukee skyline on it. And it uh, it's like an old Hills Brothers or Folgers can and my question is was when this thing is empty which will be soon what am i going to use the can for and you got to put nails in it right i'm going to put n- nails like roofing nails and maybe fishing lures that's, that's my dad had nails in his in the in the coffee can the problem is i don't Did have nails or lures nails yes you had to have a rusty coffee can of, of nails which was which i think was was like a, a, a tetanus starter kit recovered memory we had a coffee can in the garage full of nails, and the spare house key was on top. Um, so if you if you needed to get into your house, you just needed to reach into a into a can of rusty nails. <laughs> well, the key was on the top, oh. and so you could grab it. But uh, oh my gosh! I'm, right now in my brain, I'm seeing the spot in our garage, like near near the floor, over on the side, exactly where that can was. I haven't thought about that in 25 years. Well, but this can is bringing me back. I'm not going to put rusty nails in it because before I could, before we could even use any of the coffee, our high school junior picked it up. This can is so cool and basically uh, commandeered it for when it's empty. She's going to put pens in it on her desk. Can't blame her. Anyway, where, where were we? We were getting to the, the uh, light to- viewer mailbag, yes. right? Yeah. Big bad book, throw our lure, reel us in with your pure mail. The first viewer mail comes from Michelle with one L. Hello, Michelle. You know, the, the Michelle one L. All right. <laughs> Hi, Restivia. Had to thank you for the blast from the past with your reference to Burger Chef. Now, Rebecca, you were unfamiliar with Burger Chef, Completely, were you not? Completely, yeah, I was. I knew viewers would, would um, confirm for me. As a kid in the mid-'70s living in Florida, I remember going there to eat and getting a fun meal, capital F, all one word, a fun meal. Fun meal. Here's a pic I found online of how the box looked, and this is sort of the, the 
precursor to the Happy Meal. Look at that. So it's a it's a it's a cartoon illustration of it's hamburgers outside of a haunted house. Fangburgers Fun House. And the guy is saying Fangburgers family is out for a nighttime stroll. Can you find all four of them? Jeff, I think that's Jeff the chef and uh, and it's a hidden pictures highlights magazine kind of a thing. This uh, is that a burger chef. Burger chef. I mean it it, it I this was clearly a Halloween promotion. To the East Coast. She grew up in Florida. Well, I mean like northeast. I don't know. I'm sure they didn't have them here. If you if you were unfamiliar with them, you would have remembered every fast food franchise. They didn't have them in Minneapolis. They did not. No. Oh, I okay. Just, uh, so anyway, that's um, it's a pretty cool. Uh, that's probably going for a thousand dollars on eBay to the one person who, who had a transformative experience at Burger Chef in the '70s yes. over a over a fun meal, and Michelle was one of them. Our next viewer mail comes from uh, Matt in Fishers Island, New York. Hello, Matt. Matt writes, greetings and salutations, Rebecca and Steve. It's Matt, your resident volunteer firefighter slash islander, parentheses castaway, perhaps. We don't have a resident castaway, do we? It no. would be an oxymoron. I think in, you can both I, be a resident and a castaway. But I think, you know, true. I think he's also our only resident firefighter, correct? Perhaps. We we have we, we do have a few resident arsonists, don't we? <laughs> yes. My credit union slash bank recently upgraded their online banking system, and I was required to create new security questions, writes Matt. I tend to choose ones that can't be guessed by anyone who happens to know the bare minimum about me. Favorite teams, high school mascot, etc. I'm guessing resident firefighter is one of his uh, mm -hmm. passwords. One of the ones I went with was favorite author. I considered Stephen King as he wrote my favorite book of all time, 11-22-63. 11-22-63, the date of the Kennedy assassination and the name of one of Stephen King's novels and a hefty one at that. I just took off of your brother's bookshelf. Your brother is a Stephen King stan big time. Rebecca, your mm -hmm. brother. Yeah. And, uh, and I, cause I, he, I asked him what his favorite Stephen King novels were and he said I think he said it and eleven twenty two sixty three. So I took eleven twenty two sixty three because it has always interested me the if I'm going to read a, a thousand page Stephen King doorstop, it would be that one. So anyway, it's upstairs on a coffee table and Have you started it yet? No, because I'm reading nine other books at the same time. So but I'll get to it eventually. Oh, nice. So that's that's Matt's favorite book. No offense to Stingray Afternoons, he writes, but he's not my favorite author. Yes, Steve, you are an answer to one of my security questions. Nice. I doubt I'm the only one with that answer. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm flattered. I'm grateful. But you should probably change your security no. answer <laughs> right. to Stephen King. I suppose now that I've told the world, Matt writes astutely, the answer to one of my questions, I should probably pick another one. Thanks to both for entertaining us all weekly. That's weekly with a W-E-E-K-L-Y. <laughs> But EA would have worked as EA well. EA would have worked just as well. Uh, that's from Matt on Fisher's Island. By the way, attaches a pic I took of Lee Montville and his guests from last fall. I invited Lee as he's been helpful with my podcast, the Dream Season podcast. Not a plug. Well, we've just plugged it. You have a standing invite as well, Steve. And then here's a picture of uh, Matt and uh, and Lee. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and I'd be happy to to uh, be on your your podcast, Matt. So uh, thank you for the for the viewer mail, and um, and that's it, except for DGS. Would you like to hear what DGS has always, to say? Always, always. DGS writes Dr. Gary Siegel for the uh, the new listeners. Dear Rebecca and Steve, I find myself typing late on yet another Monday night and with an apology as I am a tad under the weather and hoping that as I, I type that the home COVID-19, the pandemic test will stay negative. Well, I hope it has stayed negative, Dr. Well, Siegel, and the, I hope you're feeling better. And even if it is negative and it's something else, of course, we hope you're feeling better a week later. Dr. Siegel works tirelessly delivering new life into the world and then takes a short break uh, to write us a missive each week. And this week, this, well, this week... This is just last night that he's writing this and not feeling well. Last night, he writes... Just think of this. What is there, a 15-minute interval between swabbing your nostrils and, and getting the result? Yes. He's writing this in the 15-minute interval. I know. I mean, he he's under the weather, but he's feeling like he has to write his weekly letter. And we, doing it... I mean, we could have put now. We could have put him on the 10-day IL. I would think... My, Mrs. DGS has allowed me to come to the computer for a few minutes while the test runs, so this will be thank, a thankfully short note. I, I like that. Thankfully was his thankfully, yeah. not yours. No, no, he writes thankfully. Right. I'm just you reading what he said. And, and I, I like the fact that while the test is running. He's I mean, allowed. W w the, the active part of the test is the test just lying there on the bathroom sink, right? Absorbing the swab, yes. Yeah. It, could be a, it doesn't have to be on the bathroom sink. It could be on any flat surface. Absorbing the Swab won the Palme d'Or at Cannes last year's top indie film. One, I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't even know what's happening here. Others will. One, Steve, one, Steve, just as you had a, had a job scooping ice cream, I also did, working at a local Baskin Robbins, and I garnered the nickname Scoop from one of my father's friends. Nice. I like that, that the way dads kind of uh, needle me too. Their kids, and not because friends. he was he was writing for the school paper. No. He, that but that would have been that would have also been a mocking nickname. This is right. Scoop, right? Scoop Siegel. Uh, two baby report. I just did a ten day stint, and totals three girls, three boys, two by planned C sections, and two circumcisions. Say that again. I just two, did a ten day stint, not a right, ten right. baby. How stint. many boys and how many girls? Three girls. Three boys. So two of the three boys circumcised, one uncircumcised. Two by planned C-sections. Two by planned C-sections, okay. Not not planned C-sections. Right. But planned planned C-sections. C-sections, yes. yes. Three, race report from Miami. Big yawn. Now, Miami drew a lot of celebs. I know Roger Federer I saw was down there. I saw uh, F1 champion uh, legend Jackie Stewart uh, in, a, in a spectacular tartan pants green tartan pants and and flat cap combination but stanford basketball player cameron brink was at a race i'm assuming that's the one that would have been in to. miami yeah huh. well uh it would have been good to see a picture of her with jackie stewart because jackie is the is wee he he's, he's, he's yes but uh but I, I you know that's uh that's advantageous i think in in f1 racing you gotta to fit in the car oh uh, okay is there a um, perfect wingspan? 
perfect wingspan for driving. I think mm-hmm. I think it helps if your arms reach the wheel. If you have a negative wingspan. I, I'd never it's not even a wheel. It's just like a, a, a computer. But <laughs> I, had n- I had not heard that phrase before. This year, I was talking to a coach uh, or GM, I forget, leading up to the WNBA draft, and they talked about one of the downsides for a certain player. She had a negative wingspan. Her mm-hmm. arms were shorter than her height. That's called a negative wingspan? But I don't know. That's what she called it. <laughs> negative wingspan. Negative wingspan. That would be a great name. If you threw in a couple of umlauts, that would be a great name for like a, a, a band, like an 80s kind of hair pop, hair metal band. Would be, yes. Negative Wingspan. Mm-hmm. Also the name of uh, Paul McCartney's uh, uh, Worst Hits <laughs> compilation album. <laughs> yes. Big Yawn writes Dr. Siegel, the Red Bulls are too fast for the rest of the field and Max Verstappen while qualifying ninth due to a red flag during that session charged through the field on a better tire strategy than his teammate. Now he spells tire T-Y-R-E in the British way. Checo Perez for another Red Bull uh, 1-2 double world champion. Uh, Checo Perez uh, then for better tire strategy than his teammate Checo Perez for another Red Bull 1-2 finish. Double world champion Fernando Alonso in the vastly improved Aston Martin again finished in P3 as he has done in all of the races. Um, side notes from the race, writes Dr. Siegel. A, the drivers were introduced as it, as if it were a Super Bowl game or something similar, and most fans and drivers were unimpressed by this unnecessary spectacle. This is how American sports around the rest of the world uh, kind of get a, a rap as uh, shticky, show busy. Yes, exactly, it, with the British spelling. Right. Uh, tire, do they, so is it just the car tire they spell with a Y? T-Y-R-E, yes. Like if they say, you know, that... Uh, somebody is tiring or getting tired or whatever, they would yes. spell it with an I and not a Y. Correct. Okay. They, they, they would spell tired, they spell tired K-N-A-C-K-E-R-E-D, knackered. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's a word. So for if it. like somebody said, you know, sometimes your your jokes tire me out, it would be with an I. But if somebody, but if, if a, if a uh, guy at the British equivalent of, of, um, of Sullivan Tire saw that your treads were worn, they would say, your tires are knackered. <laughs> okay. My tires are knackered, now that I think about it. Uh, yeah, but they hopefully would never say your knackers are tired. <laughs> <laughs> your knackers could be tired? It could be. Your nets could be droopy. Uh, B, please note that, did I even read A? Oh, drivers know. were, yes, we're, drivers were... were Dr. Siegel's <laughs> just trying to write a letter when he's sick, and we're off on a million inappropriate and, and, tangents. And, yes. <laughs> B, please note that Valtteri Bottas, uh, Valtteri Bottas, a former Mercedes, Mercedes driver and a 10-race winner, when with Mercedes, now drives for Alfa Romeo and has his own coffee brand, since coffee has been a topic on the pod. Wow, how time, timely as... Uh, as we're staring at the can. As we're staring at the can. Dr. Siegel may also be staring at the can if he's not if feeling he's particularly not well. Feeling well. Oh, we shouldn't. We shouldn't joke. We shouldn't about joke about that. Misfortune when it comes to being under the weather. C. Frenchman, in bold type, to alert me to a French pronunciation. Frenchman Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon, driving for the French team Alpine, finished eighth and ninth for a double points finish. However, Alpine's CEO Laurent Rossi has publicly criticized the team for poor performance relative to the investment made in the team. 
Hmm, that's a lot. Speaking of poor performance and investing in the team, we didn't get to uh, the Suns owner trying to uh, rustle the ball from from uh, Nikola Jokic and then uh, flopping. But, but we won't get to that. Okay. Um, four, in calculating the total height of your family, you mentioned the dogs. We've not heard about them for a while, so I'm sure that interest viewers want to know that interested viewers want to know how they're faring. Dogs are well. They haven't been to. Um we should knock on wood. They have not been to uh, the emergency room in six months. <laughs> and, and, and they hadn't been to on a walk in six months until last night when we took them for a walk. And the younger of the two dogs, I mean, they hadn't been on a walk in months. In too long. Shame yeah. on us. I mean, they have, they spend a lot of time outside, but yes, they had not been on yeah, a walk. Yeah, they, they frolic, they gamble. They sprint around. They sprint around, but, but they hadn't been for a, 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 a walk. A proper walk proper walk and the younger one was almost more than a impossible handful. to contain yes it was a we were water skiing behind her for yeah some time yeah she was a challenge the older one was kind of uh acted like she'd been there before you know right. scoring a touchdown but right. the younger one was uh she was a handful and yeah. then since it was my hand that was full of her leash she was a handful well my hand was full of something else that's true but that wasn't until the last portion of the walk back Yes, and then and then I got to carry it back with me like a like a handbag. Yes. Five and finally, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, five and five. Well, thank you for asking about the dogs, Doctor Siegel. Five. Lastly, during the podcast, you pondered as to how as to how to measure a dog's length, to which I can only advise carefully. <laughs> Touche. Par- parent- parenthetically, he adds a drops mic. The DGS mic drop. That's the first time, right? I mean, that's the first time he's literally said so, but it's not the first time he's dropped a mic at the end of his... No, no, no but his, it's the first time he's added mic drop. He's had a metaphorical mic drop on almost all of his right. emails. Yes. All the best with a negative test and no proofing. I know he didn't proof it, and I, I, I wouldn't have said anything otherwise, but he asked how the dogs are faring, F-A-I-R-I-N-G, when he meant to ask how the dogs are faring, F-A-R-I-N-G. You couldn't let that pass when no, he's no, I, under I, the weather? I, I I was going to let it pass. Then he called it. I mean, I didn't want the viewers to Should think. Should we ask Dr. Siegel about trains? The viewers would have known that he misspelled that had I not said something. And they'd have been wondering. <laughs> they would have known. They they could just tell from my pronunciation. Uh, Dr. Siegel, I'm sorry on on for, for Steve. But He's wait, not, but wait. I am sorry for him. There is a follow-up email from Dr. Siegel. Oh, Oops, forgot to include this in my note, and it is a, uh, the header is negative test for COVID-19. Yes, congratulations. We're all... Uh, I'm relieved. Very I'm, relieved, But I'm not, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm also hopeful that he's feeling a little bit better today. So am I. And at least tomorrow by the time people hear this. Absolutely. So that's, that's all we've well got. Well wishes to you, Dr. Siegel. Uh, Denny Gallagher, thank you as always. If you want to send us uh, a correspondence, that's ballandchainpod at gmail.com. And uh, Tom Dick Hari, play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fat. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. 
six of us and the family pet live in its cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.